Hello, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master for this D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Jeff Wing. Hey, all playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock. I'm Matt, and I play Leyland. Waffle playing Tara Jux Heiko. <laughs> okay. Why would we put in this world? Just to suffer. Just to suffer. I didn't know we were going for the edgy <laughs> intro. I thought maybe we should try the tired intro. Because Every day I have... feel the wind in my hair. <laughs> okay. The I'm, pancakes I'm turning to ash in my mouth. <laughs> and I think, is this all there is? Just a series of ones and zeros, ones through twenties, over and over. Yeah. Proxy battles fought by proxy soldiers. Yeah. That's it. That's all yeah. it is. <laughs> you got it. That's uh, Hi, everybody. episode. Alright, and that's wow. it. That's, uh, that's I... us for the Alchemist Club. Thanks for tuning in. Join us next I don't week. I don't know how we follow that one. That's mm. Whoops. Uh, I'll tell you how we Nano Machines, a Robo Falrock joke. Sorry, a Mecha Falrock joke. Yeah, yeah. Um I got I got nothing. Hey, do we have any mail? We do. I was I was oh. about to interrupt you by saying that we followed. Well, up with I the interrupted letter. you yeah. just now. You sure did. <laughs> letter reads as follows: Greeting, greetings, alchemists and DM Joe. It is I, Platinum Patreon member and Spancy Spank. That's an acronym. Uh, champion Thanks. Kenny with a question. What is your favorite <laughs> magical item, Alchemist Clubbers? While I am a fan of the homebrewed items with minor inconvenient drawbacks, I am also a fan of the foldable boat. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> the uh, portable fortress. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> I was mm. going to say portable fortress. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> the last campaign I DM'd, I allowed a portable fortress to be uh, moved around. I forget what spell. Animate um, objects. Don't try I, this at home, kid. I cast animate object. It was object. not an animate object. It was not that simple, was it? It was. Yeah, you I let was, me yeah, cast yeah, it on the right. fortress. I, I was going by the rule of cool rather than what, what would actually work. Um, but yeah, we, we had a great like siege. Or like counter siege. There was a siege happening, and a portable fortress was a key point in countering the siege that was happening. Uh, at one point, it lifted up, and I believe I had ruled it that the portable fortress doesn't have like a solid floor at the very bottom. Yeah. Yep. So like all of the stuff on the first floor got picked up by invisible force, and so then if a monster was underneath the fortress, it didn't get squished. It got put into the fortress, and that is my favorite thing that that's just i know i ruled it but i sure yeah my favorite thing there we go mm -hmm. okay anybody else i feel like there's an expectation on me to answer immovable rod or like some <laughs> other some other mechanism that lets you fuck with physics and uh -huh. that's that's a good one that's a very strong answer but um i am actually gonna have to go with something from one of my older campaigns that i ran um I think it's called the bag of tricks. Uh -huh. um, and if it is a, like a small cloth sack that you can pull animals from. And um, the particular bag that a player had rolled in my campaign was the gray bag of tricks, which um, it has a D eight roll and you select a creature and he pulled out a weasel. And the reason I will always remember this is that they used this weasel to call down an artillery strike on a boss monster. And the way they did that is they just taped a flare to this weasel and sent it into battle. And flare weasel gave his life so that the rest of the party could <laughs> emerge victorious. And I just think having animals on demand is some good fun. That's why Terrajax is best friends with Chad. Yeah. Also, um, Vorpal weapons just cool. I I like exploding dice as a mechanic. I think yes. it's neat. Mm -hmm. That's what you're hoping happens one time when you roll the d6. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought of a cool homebrew one. If you, whenever you guys are ready for that, go for it. Kenny mentioned homebrew things. Do okay, it. so you know, instead of working today, I was thinking about um, D and D shit. So, <laughs> um, it's called the Ear of the King. 
It's like literally just a severed ear on a string of like some <laughs> dead king. And you like whisper into it and you get like bonuses to, to persuasion checks. That's fun. I like All that right. a lot. Yeah. That's really cool, yeah. He the ear of the king. Hmm. When um how long ago was this? Um probably like six years ago I was running a campaign with uh with my brother in law and uh a few other people. And I gave them boots of blinking, but and they were they were pretty low level at the time, like level five or something like that. Except that, unbeknownst to them, they were cursed, and there was a small chance upon exceeding your movement speed, like running, um, moving more than your your movement speed in a in an in an action, or activating the boots of blinking. Um, would cause you to teleport back to the spot you put the boots on, and you could not take <laughs> and you could not take them off. Oh, that's really good. Delightful. <laughs> Did it ever happen? Yes. <laughs> Did it happen twice? <laughs> no. Ah. They uh they they figured um I forget. They paid somebody to remove the boots. Okay. Because they were... <laughs> they just didn't want to wear them anymore. Uh, well. Uh, I don't have nearly the amount of experience, so the homebrew stuff, all that sounds amazing to me. I like portable holes, for sure. Portable like holes are classic. A, it is. Throwing an enemy in there sounds wonderful. <laughs> I have to say, okay, I'm I'm very much a man of the classics. So I've got uh, for low level, my favorite low level magic item is probably the robe of useful items. That's a good one. Which is it's a robe that has a bunch of different like patches on it, and you peel the patch off, and it turns into whatever it is, and it usually comes with like. A boat and a couple of mm-hmm. ladders and like torches and oh. stuff like that. And it's just fun. Um, but when, the the issue with that is that once you've taken all the patches off, it's just a robe. My probably my favorite magic item, aside from the deck of many things, which we're not counting because <laughs> uh, that's has, a campaign in itself. That's yeah. not a magic item. That that is a campaign in and of itself. <laughs> I have to go with the alchemy jug. Yeah, it's just it's so good, it's so useful and also silly and has lots of room for clever applications. So more like the alchemy club, am I right? Hey, that's the hey. name of the podcast. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> uh, so there you go, uh, longtime listener, Patreon Platinum member Kenny. There are the the Alchemist Club's favorite magic items. Keep up the good work. Oh, wait, we're still waiting on your check. (laughs) (laughs) We have a very antiquated Patreon system where you have to physically send us money. (laughs) It's better this way. Anyway. I'm going to text Kenny right now because I have his phone number. I'm going to text him and say, look, whatever you hear in the podcast, don't send us more money. Please, please stop. Who wants to You're give no us good at you, Patreon? <laughs> Who wants to Thank give us the recap? We um we were rescued from our tubes mm. by a tiefling that shot lasers, and we're like, "Hey!" And he's like, eh, "Not so fast! I'm also evil." And we're like, "Oh yeah, you know that's that's part for the course." Attraction. Yeah. We were very civil to him. He called Desmond a drunk, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. Desmond's not a drunk anymore. Is the thing? Yeah, he's and, been sober for a while. Yeah, he like I, he's got his. I think he still his, likes to drink. He was trying to find his prison flask. Yeah, but now it's right. now it's about moderation. You know, he doesn't yeah, drink that's just a bit. That's, drink that's not a dependence. It's just a bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so this this guy um Gar Garchomp Gar Garbilium. I forgot his name. It starts with a G. Gamore. Gamore. Gamore, yeah. Um we we were hanging out with Gamori for a little bit. He's kind of a party pooper. 
eventually we bumped into uh, two of our much, much better friends that we like mostly. Uh, <laughs> and they kind of like us. So, you know, win-win. Uh, two of the Iconoclasts, um, Barian Yeldrin and uh, the Paladin Scary Lady. Valanthe. Forgot her name. Thank you, Valanthe. So uh, we showed up. Somebody dispelled invisibility. I think it was Ched. Dispelled invisibility on um, Garlic. And then we we had a little bit of a scuffle. I got blown up by Destruction Wave. And then we proved our innocence in a zone of truth. And they were like, okay, let's get you out of here. And we fled the city. Uh, I don't know what city, but we have fled it. Yep. And we escaped the lab. And we're on horses. And we're tired. Very, very sleepy. Oh very. yeah, because we're like level four exhaustion. Oh, that's yep. why this is supposed to be the sleepy intro. I get it now. Yeah, go. we uh, got there. Well, someone didn't have his character sheet pulled up right then. Tarajux gets really grapply <laughs> when he's a sleepy boy. He he becomes punished Tarajux. <laughs> edge Jux or Tara Edge? <laughs> Everywhere I look. Faces smiling back, lost in the rain. Anyways, we're on horses, being led away from the Eldraxian city where we were held captive. So, you are led by Valanthe and Barian on a merry horse ride um, across Aldrax until several days later, after being recuperated, Barian makes a mean cream of chicken soup. Ooh. Um, I feel invigorated. You do. Uh, Ask him what day it is, considering we have no idea. No. A frame of time. (laughs) Days compared to what day we thought it was. (laughs) And you have been... You've lost about a week. A week and a uh, half. We've lost about a week from where? Because the last we, time we actually got like a real time designation was before we left for the Feywild. Everything after that, we don't know when the dream started. So it's like I just yeah. want to know how many more days till the wedding. Yeah, exactly. There's important things that important counters. We need to <laughs> so it's about everyone else is bringing this up instead of me. Yep. <laughs> it's approximately a week after you got out of the Feywild. Okay. Okay, so then a, a month the a month and three days left to the wedding. Okay. TikTok. Alright, alright. So it's it's about a four day ride that they take you on going from like little covered uh campsite to covered campsite you're camping out in like little caves that they've dug into the sides of hills and covered up like it's very spec ops yeah on the road um and eventually you arrive back at the hatchling's horn oh okay excellent yes would this be less than a month to the wedding now or yeah okay Oh boy. Um, I, I mean, we gotta we gotta lock in those RSVPs. I sent out a lot of letters, but I haven't heard back from some people, so I'm gonna have to follow up. Yep. So you're there, and you see that there is a um a large covered wagon, and when I say large, it's like roughly the size of a a cottage that's on a whole bunch of wheels, and it has what's the word for the things that the horses get hitched to? I know what you're talking about. Yolk? Yeah, yolk. Maybe. It's it less with the L sound, but it is a yolk. Uh I think it's Y O K E actually. Yeah. Anyway, they've there are those on every side of it, but it's it's kind of sitting there and um there's a small campsite that's kind of sprung up around it, uh each tent emblazoned with the you know, the coat of arms of the Aldraxan royal family which is used by the military Ugh. and 
there is a swarm of Aldraxan military members sort of scuttling about Teliferous, <laughs> like very industrious and uh, racist ants. Insects, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we, uh, we're all hunkered down behind some bushes. I'm starting to apply Juxian war paint. Um, heart the, and the star. The, the, heart, the star, I don't have my paints with me because we got kidnapped. So I'm using like mud and charcoal for the star. And then I cut the, uh, the back of my forearm to do the heart. <laughs> and uh, all right, what's the plan? I, I turn to Barian. Who I assume is in charge here. I don't know why. Do we know what we did last time? Because whatever we did last time didn't work. You're right. We got captured. That's the thing. We still... What do we even... What, we don't is, know what we did last is time. Is there a record of what happened? I don't know when we passed out. Stood too close to a bomb. Probably. We even get to the bombs? That's a good question. Were there even bombs? Oh. Was there even an Aldraxxon? Uh, do like a just a general investigation check of the ship to see if there's any damage? Sure. Uh, twelve. Teliferous looks about as it always does. Um, there are. There's probably about three dozen Aldraxan military types visible, either in the camp or sort of on the exterior of Teliferous. Okay. They appear to be um, taking extensive notes, measuring things. Um, How dare they measure my ship? Cataloging, etc. All right, well... Um... Uh, yeah... Buried in Volante. Any ideas? Because I... You, you all seem to cut through Aldraxian's, like, you know, a knife through butter, so... What do we do here? Varian is, uh... arranging his various daggers, and he says, well, I'm happy to help out with a little spring cleaning, Says, Are we back up to full strength? Like we have our We exhausted. Like, we're no longer exhausted, but in the lab our like our magic had been drained or altered somehow. Is is that effect gone? Yeah. So okay. most of the exhaustion was being induced by whatever that was. Falrock would ah. be able to tell you after some self examination. Ah. And eventually it processes its way out of your system. It's not a very. It's very much like having a hangover that lasted three days. We should get our hands on some of that. I mean, it it felt like adamantine poisoning. Yeah. Good. It seems Wait. like we should do that to one of our enemies. Are you telling me adamantines are kryptonite? I mean, seems like. Well, I mean, that's how that one god was chained up. Yeah, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you may recall that adamantine has a stabilizing effect on far realm influences like those of the mm -hmm. hatchling. Oh no. Hmm. Hmm. They right. Indeed. Well, I'm totally down to just commit uh, sudden extreme violence against these Aldraxans that are all over our tree ship. But I also recognize that maybe people want to do things a little more subtly, sneaky, like sneak aboard the ship and then lift off and then while they're on the ground vaporize them all <laughs> not best at the sneaky thing no what if but they're on the really ship good, what if we i had a revelation these last couple days while i was riding that damn horse um what if our strength is not in being sneaky but knowing when to be loud think back if you will to the ruins of Sindrian when you planted those explosive bolts masterfully into the buildings to draw away the hordes it's not that we need to be sneaky it's that we need to be so loud in one particular area that they never even think to look at another one we're gonna we are really really good at causing distractions and we need to embrace that 
we also, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a fair amount of them on the ship as well. Which is why we cause a bigger distraction. My Drawing question. them off of the ship. And um, then... I could summon an air elemental. Just kind of like... It's a good start. I mean, can you cast fly on everybody in the party to get us into the ship? Uh, no. Oh, okay. How many, <laughs> how many people can you... Uh... One. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, actually, hang on. Let me... Uh flies a level three so i could get three people oh and then one of us can fly and then i can fly yeah we're good yeah so barian says why don't valanthe and i start down here that's what my thought was yeah and the five of you start up there and he points at the top of the, sh the ship i think that's a good idea um so yeah i could an arrow cause a distraction that they start to go investigate you all get the jump on them you fly up all yeah i'm thinking like the more once. confusion we can create the better yeah. so like an arrow on one side chip and on the other yeah um yeah I, like i could cause all kinds of trouble here um and i I plant the D6 in Leyland's palm and I say, use this. <laughs> Don't make me dig this up again. <laughs> if you would just tell me what the ones I don't have yet are. You I need to have... roll them for that to work. <laughs> it's not my fault you keep getting twos. <laughs> so yeah, I'm thinking... You go in, you fire off some explosive arrows, you throw a D6 and it starts screaming, and then a, an air elemental sweeps in, and then we got, like, Barian attacking from one side and Valanthe from the other, and they won't know what hit them. They come streaming out of the ship to reinforce their numbers and secure their wagon. And then, boom, we're up, we're in, Desmond's in the seat, I'm on controls, Balrock's in the guns, bing, bang, boom, air superiority. Should an arrow on the wagon be done too? Yes. Arrows everywhere. Um, oh, I think maybe that's... Shed flies over the top first. See what he sees or something. Yeah, we can, we can do know, some recon. A bird or something. It. I don't know. I'm just. They've had a few days since our escape. If anyone was left alive there to signal. That we'd be coming back. Yeah. I, I'm worried about... clearly entrenched, either. Like, yeah. They haven't been building fortifications or anything. And it's like, if, okay. they have, if they have prepared, like, magical countermeasures, we can't do anything about that. <laughs> I only have two types of spell, wind and lightning. Uh, and I guess, uh, you know, the another one. But those are my big two. And it's like, I don't, I can't counterspell. I can't unravel the threads of an enchantment. <laughs> if I run into something like that, I'm just going to have to throw more lightning at it. So there's only, there's only so much we can prep for. You are a bit of a two note flute. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're good fucking notes though. <laughs> <laughs> like if I had to pick two notes to play on a flute, it'd be wind and lightning. I think, um, Let's go ahead and get our uh, get our boys up in the air, and then um, the distraction happens, and we'll just wait a little bit to allow uh, Leyland and the others attacking to you know draw out as many as possible, and then we'll just lift off the airship, and I think we could hold the bridge against like attackers pretty readily. I don't know. Wait. So as long as Ched gets eyes on the top of the ship before we fly up there into God knows what. So yeah, just, we're not going to see right, a right. Lot. But someone's going to look. Someone could very easily look up and see flying. You know, a flying elf, and it's going to be too you know. late by that point. But okay, yeah, let's let's do it. Ched does a 
innocent bird routine. A what? Yeah. You nope. mean wild you... shape into a bird? You <laughs> you made a grave error here in assuming that any birds are innocent. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're all okay. guilty of tax fraud, as we've established. <laughs> uh, so my my Sky team is going to be consisting of... Uh, Desmond has to go because he's the captain. Falrock, I'd love to have you aboard for this. So just the two of you, if Leyland's going to be down here doing his dark work, pun intended. <laughs> what time of day is it, actually? Noon. All right. We might want to wait a little while for this. Although, the longer we wait, the closer news of our escape happens. So maybe yeah. not. I don't want to waste any more time. I think we um, for it. I how do we get Valerian and... Or sorry, Valanthe and Barian involved well, in? Once we're on the airship, we have the guns. And then we vaporize every single Aldraxan that dared set foot in this area. How, how far is that um, what you were using uh, when we were captured? How far is that mine? Uh, oh, my uh, whispers yeah. on the wind. Um, that's a great question. I think it's probably 120 feet. That's better than I thought. Like, what if they got into position, told, told you they were ready, then I cause the distractions and everything goes from there. Yeah, that works. Or, or we just give them enough time to, to get to their points. Yeah, yeah. I I you think, because um, you all seem to, you know, be better at this sort of stuff than us, clearly. Coming into a secret military research facility. Baron and, Baron and Belanthe. Okay. How do they and, feel about this plan? And Joe? They seem pretty much prepared, well, Baron seems pretty much prepared to go with anything you suggest. Volanthe is um, sharpening her greatsword and looking with disdain at just about anything she can see <laughs> i stay out of her field of vision mm -hmm. um okay cool sounds good <laughs> that's i think that's the closest thing to a yes we're gonna get out of her so yeah um wasn't a no I think, I think what we'll do here um sky team will uh after ched does recon we'll drop in We'll hide in the branches and we'll wait for the chaos to begin. And then we'll start making our sweep after some forces have been drawn out from the commotion. So uh, you, Leyland, you set the pace. Um, okay. We'll go I wanna off your find, I want to find a place like up on a, like a you know, cliffside or something that's like heavy cover. Like a sniper. I need a sniper spot. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. That is easily accomplished. There are lots of crags around, so yeah, that gives me full view of like the cart, yeah, and just a couple areas of uh, around the ship where I can things up. Yep, perfect. Ched, what do your bird eyes see? Uh, well, I'm actually since I I don't yeah I don't think that they're. They're going to be able to tell that I'm on Eric Cochran, so I'm just going to wild shape into an owl or something. Okay. Um, and fly up to the top of the Teliferous. All right. You turn into an owl, and away and before, you go. Well, before I do, I, the signal that it's clear on the top is that I'm going to circle around um, clockwise. Okay. If it's not safe, I'll go counterclockwise. Okay, cool. Wow. That was... I'm progress very, i'm very I'm proud, so proud of you us. guys yeah <laughs> you came up with a, a signal ahead of time and it was thoughtful and <laughs> i'm not a scrawl or a scream yeah. you know? <laughs> all right <clears throat> alpha team bravo team move out and i i start army crawling through the uh foliage Getting okay varian and Volanthe sort of circle around to another position and are prepared to uh, get involved at and signal. I, I, I whisper, whisper to Leyland across the wind that we are in position. Well, what, what does Ched see? 
What That's does Chad see? Chad, what are you looking for? Well, I've flown up into the, I guess, the top of the... Would it be accurate to call it a canopy? Yeah. Okay. Fly into the canopy, find a lower branch, hoot uh, gently, <laughs> and look around. The for anybody on the, the observation. The He's practicing. Snacking on a rat. It's like, no, this is him. He forgot to do his uh, bird call Duolingo this morning. (laughs) So he's got to get those those hoots in. Um, There is a whole team of Eldraxans set up on the observation deck. um, And it looks like they are trying to sort of peel away some of the bark and get at the wood underneath mm. it's going very poorly for them Runs they have like pickaxes um and saws and they're like dented or bent okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna fly above the deliverance and uh do a counterclockwise circle around the top and i whisper across the wind to ched how many of them are there and he can fly how many did i see uh, there are eight people on top of Teliferous. Um, do they look like soldiers, or do they look like engineers, scientists? I mean, what's their garb? Uh, they're dressed in military uniform. You do not know enough about Aldraxan military apparel to to really say whether they are engineers or soldiers or, or what. Okay. Eight, eight hostiles. Detailed. I reply. Jojo Bizarre Adventure? Do they have a lot of detail to their... <laughs> yeah, their face has a lot of, like, folds in it. They look really evil. That's a shading. <laughs> <laughs> Heavily shaded. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're done. <laughs> um, do, I, do I see an aura that they're giving off written in the sky? Yeah. What's the color of their stand? I oh, my God. Do not get I any turn... of these references. So. It's okay. <laughs> I turn to uh, Fall Rock and Desmond, who are a uh, you know Sky Team, and I relay the information. Um, I feel like we could probably take. Uh, so remind me with the observation deck on Teliferous. Is there any way that we could like come down at the ship from directly above where they wouldn't be able to see it, or is it like an open platform there? Or, the observation like... deck is an open platform, but. The branches do extend up around it. Okay. So really, it's more like a secluded treetop than an actual observation deck because you can't really sure. observe much through the leaves. And they're they're pretty focused on their work, from yeah. what Shed relayed to me with his very detailed report. They've been up here for <laughs> a while. There hasn't been any like nobody comes yeah. up here except them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. Get a pretty good jump on them. I. Well, I'm thinking we go up there, we crouch in the trees, we wait for the distraction to happen, and then and either they run down the stairs, or if they don't, and they're like, all right, everybody, hunker down here, and we'll wait to see what happens, then I explode them. I'm thinking first explosion, you explode them. There's going to be other explosions anyway, so it's just... Yeah, you know, I'm trying you know, to I don't know, maybe. <laughs> trying to save juice. to like If, if they run down, all the way downstairs and like outside to assist, that's eight Aldraxons that I don't have to waste magic on and that we can blow up with uh, tree ship grade ordnance instead. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to using the tree ship on Aldraxons. That's all I'm going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to reminding them why Jux rules the sky. Because they have a, the, the a teliferous dreadnought sky. airship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the Imperial Glider Corps. Sure. Earth. Ride of the Juxian skies. Uh-huh. Let's do right. this thing. Um, okay. I grab Falrock's hand and I grab Desmond's hand and uh I I grant them flight. What what more needs to be said? They are an ally of the wind and uh, Peter, that comes Peter Pan style. Terms. Yeah. I go You just sprinkle <sighs> dust over. Yeah. A, a puff Pan- of wind pancake mix. Um and uh we are now we're flying through the treetops, you know, circling around um to the opposite side so that Teliferous is between us and the wagon. And then um 
we shoot up, you know, up through the trees into like the cloud layer. And then I I've been over the last 30 minutes subtly manipulating the winds around us such that the clouds have been, you know, aligned into a proper bit of cover. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we're streaking through the clouds and then um, a light silently into the foliage with only the barest rustle of wind. I, I think you should probably make stealth checks for that. It probably, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, if only somebody had say, asked I... about trays. Oh boy. Probably should have done that, yeah. I'm gonna say, like, I am, like, ready with one of my exploding arrows in case there's any sort of alarm that goes off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I got a 17. 17. Farah? Uh, my stall check is a 27. Alright. So you alight with nary a sound. And, uh, I, I send another signal to Leyland. Um, you know, the, the eagle is in the nest. The eagle is in the nest. The canary has sighted the oven. I, what? We are oh Roger Limo Echidelta. What is the next right. step so we will stop speaking in code? <laughs> Someone else, please take it. All right. So what else is there again, Joe, besides the, the tree ship and the, their uh, little uh, go? Uh, you're, I don't know if you're cutting out on my end or... No, I'm getting that too. Okay. Yeah, same. Come back to us, Matthew. You, you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Just said, what else do I see besides the cargo wagon shit? So there's a bunch of tents. <clears throat> there are, you would guess probably that um, there's one larger one that's probably a command tent. <clears throat> it looks like, okay, make an intelligence check for me. Uh, three. You got a, was that a three? three. Did you say three? Yes. Three. Then one, two, three. Okay. Um, there, there are a lot of tents here. Um, Is there any possibility that in my briefing, uh, as a as Juxian special <coughs> forces, I might have uh, enlightened people as to the typical arrangement of Eldraxian camp hierarchy structures? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> worth a try. <laughs> Always worth a try. Uh huh. Anyway, um, there's there's a lot of people here. Is what this is gonna gonna come down to? Yeah, fair enough. All right. Are the, are the tents on like either side of the ship by chance? They are kind of spread out around the uh, large cottage-sized carriage. All right. I I aim at a central group of it's kind of right in the middle like but further off from the carriage okay line up my sights and fire an arrow oh this is the explosive arrow yes very exciting all right uh make your attack roll here we go that's 23 23 is pretty good that's a pretty good number i'd say that's uh, one of my favorite numbers yeah when it's being fired from a crossbow, yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so with a 23, your your explosive arrow rings true, and there is a suitably large explosion that rocks the, um, rocks the little tent city here. Um, debris goes flying. You hear a couple of Wilhelm screams. <laughs> and... The camp stirs up like uh, an ant nest that's been kicked over. I load up. I aim for another group, a uh, kind of further location, and fire again. All right. Uh, go ahead and make your attack roll. Total of 18. That's pretty good. Uh, that will hit. So... You launch another arrow, 
there is further confusion, debris everywhere, mass destruction, a whole bunch of people die. It's <laughs> like kind of kind of vicious and unpleasant if you stop and think about it for longer than a second. War is hell. War is hell. All Draxians. Yeah. Yeah, screw those guys. I fire one more at the carriage. Okay, do it. Uh, That was the best one. 25. Alright, you fire another explosive bolt at the carriage. And... Um, it just kind of bounces off. Actually, there's it looks uh, like it bounces off like a field or like armor. Does it, yeah? Does it does it, it hit plunks, the actual? So it hits it hits the carriage. It bounces off. There's an explosion and there's a scorch mark on the carriage, but it's not like it hasn't suffered any kind of permanent damage. Okay. Oh, okay. While Leyland's doing this, what's going on on the observation deck? Uh, the observation deck is now a a hive of activity all its own. Um, people are have jumped up. They're running around looking for orders, trying to figure out what that noise was. Um, somebody up there has started shouting orders. You know, there's been um, security breach. Get down there. See what's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so from what I can see sort of between the foliage, does it look like people are running from the tree ship out into the camp or from the camp into the tree ship? Uh, or people neither? are congregating sort of at the exterior of the tree ship to see what's going on in the camp, but they are forming like organized lines rather than okay. rushing headlong into danger. Okay. Um so I think I would like to wait a little bit longer and see like what that response I, I mean I look to I look to Falrock and Desmond cuz they are they are also here. Uh and I, I quizzically raise an eyebrow uh as if to ask do we sally forth or do we wait? Well, I feel like letting them get more organized is a bad idea. I feel like pushing them, them out into the chaos is probably our best we let bet. Them get, we let them get more organized. We can figure out where the leader is and just kill the leader first. Bet you they're on the bridge. Hey, uh, do you guys want to skydive directly down to the bridge instead of fighting our way through the interior? Yes. Uh, enemies on both sides, but sure. Well, we'll be on <laughs> the, the stairs. We'll be on the exterior balcony. Once we're in control of that, though, we have the stairs below the, the stairs above. One True, we do have though. bees. I'm, oh, have they have beekeepers. I'm gonna. They do. <laughs> they do. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, beekeepers prepared. Gonna, I don't know. Wild shape back. We can upgrade and, the murder hornets. And when when you guys start flying down towards the bridge, I'm gonna conjure sixteen panthers. <laughs> For God's sake! That's a lot of fucking panthers. All right, well, God. I'm gonna okay. take that spell away from you. <laughs> Look, we're not getting into combat. I'm just trying to herd them. Yeah, I'm not... With 16 panthers. <laughs> yeah, you try telling 16 panthers they can't have a bite to eat, though. <laughs> it cost me a 5th level spell slot. It's going to so cost the... you a whole lot more than that. What? No. So the top of this observation deck is now just wall-to-wall panthers. They do take up a lot of space. There are a lot of tree limbs, though. Just think, you, you look oh, up, it's like being yeah. in the savannah, and you look up in the tree, and there are, you know, so it, many pairs on every limb. <laughs> Except this is teliferous, and there's a lot more limbs. Oh, I love this so Yowling, much. Yowling, yowling, yeah. And the <laughs> remaining Aldraxons up on the observation deck have fled inside, away from <laughs> the army of large cats. <laughs> I... I um, to clear out the tree ship uh, floor by floor from the top to bottom <laughs> and attack anybody who does not does not leave. Oh, boy. Have you told them about us? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Excluding us. Excluding okay. the party. <laughs> okay. We, um, 
we land dramatically on the balcony to the bridge um in like a cool pose wind whipping through our hair okay we look really good yeah i mean that's actually kind of a rad image <laughs> you've got monk farrock all i assume partially aflame at this point oh he's point. fired up yeah oh yeah desmond with his impeccably trimmed captain's <laughs> coat and tricorn hat sideburns meticulously groomed because this is new desmond yeah 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 i shave <laughs> the sideburns are gone Mm, no, they're just immaculately kept. Okay. Like, okay. They're not I was concerned. Anymore. I trimmed okay. them. We were going to have to cancel okay. all okay. of our non existent <laughs> fan no. art commissions. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm like hovering uh, like six inches off the ground behind them with my arms crossed and lightning dancing around. Uh, what do we see in the bridge? Uh, there is a small team of. Terajex, what you would identify as um, engineer corps soldiers uh, at work at the various stations. There is somebody wearing um, major's stripes. Oh. Sort of not sitting in the captain's chair, but standing in front of it. Um, (laughs) The back of his uniform is a little damp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and gotta get my booty in the chair uh-huh there are half a dozen regular soldiers armed with heavy crossbows and uh long swords sort of standing you know meticulous you know spread out throughout the uh the room yeah so you've got 13 people in here okay um the yeah, that's cool. Uh, I think the first thing I would like to do is cast uh, Warding Wind. Okay. So uh, just a tornado whips up around me uh, in a 10-foot radius. Uh, a deafening roar of wind and gale um, extinguishes flames, hedges out vapor, uh, areas difficult terrain. Most importantly, ranged weapons have disadvantage against me and anyone inside. Oh, boy. And um, so now, now that I've created sort of a mobile cover spot for Falrock and uh, Desmond, I think we're ready to uh, begin our dark work. I have that. All right. What you going to do? So anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to send a radiant sunbolt at the guy closest to me. Um and how close are we to the nearest people? Like 10 feet tops. Perfect. Uh, so actually, I'm going to send the Radiant Sunbolt at the Major then, if I can, if he's within 30 feet. Yeah, absolutely. The bridge isn't that, like, it's crowded on there. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, so that is a total of 20 uh, on the on the Sunbolt there. Yep. Uh, that'll do seven damage, and then I'm going to follow up with uh, the Searing Arc Strike. Oh boy. Uh, so I'm going to be spending key points so that I can uh, cast Burning Hands. Uh-huh. Uh, yes! And I'm going to be spending... How many key points can I spend? That's a good question. All right. Uh, D&D Beyond is not giving that to me readily here one second rude oh okay uh yeah i'm gonna burn five key points on this then uh so that's going to make it uh a fourth level spell and that will give me uh yeah 66 of fire damage okay i have to roll some checks here (laughs) yep they all get the dexterity saves. Your DC is? Uh, my DC... Sorry. It's 8 plus proficiency plus wisdom, right? That me? sounds right, yes. Uh, 15. Okay. 
and go ahead and roll your damage. Desmond, what are you doing? Where am I in relation to my chair? <laughs> you are 15 feet away from your chair, and the major is standing directly in front of it, between you and uh, the chair. I'd like to cast grease on the floor underneath him, oh, and please. like make a make an action or like some sort of check to slide and like get over him and put my butt in the chair. I'll allow it. Or like under, or like between his slide legs, between maybe. His legs, yeah. yeah, between yeah. his legs, and then pop up and sit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will want you to make an acrobatics check for me, just to to see how that turns out. Yeah, minus one. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, you just slide tackle this guy, and you both go down in a puddle of grease, and then he's in 18 your domain. Eighteen minus one, seventeen. Yeah. Ooh. So let me just. Yep. <laughs> All right, so here's what happens. This is what happens in aggregate. The three of you land on the balcony. There is a burst of wind as Terrajux calls upon the mountain airs to shield you from harm. Um, Farrakh fires like a targeting laser and then a flamethrower, <laughs> um, incinerating several people. And at this point, the guards are firing their crossbows, which are just bouncing harmlessly off of this windshield that Terrajux commands. Desmond uh, points his hands out in front of him, starts running, and creates a, a mucosal slip and slide. <laughs> no. That uh, sends him right between the Major's legs. And he pops up and lands in his chair, and the grease, as it is laid down behind him, ignites under Falrock's <laughs> burning hands. So now, the, yeah. yeah. So now there's a, a sort of wall of flame bisecting the uh, the control room. Oh here. my god! Perfect. I like to think as Desmond like slides under his legs, he's like waving up at him. Yeah. <laughs> or giving him the finger, whichever. Oh, I could do the thousand years of death and like double index fingers. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy! I did not want to have to think about that today. I'm <laughs> getting next time. Uh... Chad, what are you up to with your sixteen panthers that are stalking the halls of Teliferas? I am herding them and following them down the uh the floors of the teliferous um waving and uh swinging my shillelagh as necessary to you know give them a little bit extra uh pep in their step get them get them the fuck out rah 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 this is this so is our have, this is our tree you have this bird man carrying a gnarled staff uh, a wall of large cats proceeding before a flock. Him. yeah a flock of large cats proceeding before him snarling and snapping and biting and he's uh clearly their master and just stomping down the stairs people fleeing oh, before him a group of panthers is called a call a claw of panthers how I, perfect a claw perfect. of panthers <laughs> yes uh i mean i i am a druid of the uh shepherd circle so Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of a bummer you switched back from being an owl because you could have gone full Duolingo on their asses. <laughs> Imagine you are an Aldraxxon soldier. You round the corner and you see an owl go conjugate these verbs <laughs> and then 16 panthers lunge at you. <laughs> now that is immersion training. If, if, only, if only I could cast in animal form. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Damn you, 5th edition right um yeah so they are they're being herded down to the ground level Leylin, from your sniper's nest you can see that more and more uh aldraxon soldiers are sort of spilling out of the doorway and you see that um after your explosive shots barian and Valanthe have begun to move and it is death as an art form <laughs> um Volante moving ahead inexorably slowly 
but unceasing as her great sword licks out left and right um soldiers and tents alike falling before her you only she's catch... even killing the tents yeah <laughs> you only catch momentary glimpses of Barian because he is making very excellent use of his surroundings to dip in and out of sight but out of the corner of your eye you'll see a flicker and then uh an Aldraxan soldier will collapse under half a dozen brand new lacerations or somebody fleeing will suddenly slip and fall under uh, a hail of thrown daggers. And they are simply sowing havoc. What are you doing in your sniper's nest? Uh, if there's anyone that's like, they're trying to get any sort of uh, like ranged, like attack, like going in any, any sort of organization. Uh, oh, just sniping the commander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like just anyone who's like looks like they are shouting orders or trying to maintain a calm, they're they're getting uh, taken taken out. Go ahead and make uh go ahead and make three attack rolls. Attack. These are just my uh As as you would with a crossbow. First one's a nineteen. Second one's a 23, one's a 21. Okay, so there's momentary attempts for people to sort of organize and rally the troops that are rapidly, you know, turning into an incoherent mob. And you drop, you drop all three people who are attempting to take charge and um, take out a... A nest of of snipers with one of your explosive arrows as well. Like a bunch of people were setting up with uh, longbows, sort of in the uh, in one of the more concealed sections of the camp to try and oh. shoot down Volante and Barian, and you just blow them up. Uh, and then you notice something alarming, which is that the carriage that is uh, sort of set up in the center of this little camp, the big carriage, um, starts to shake, and the wheels retract. The yolks around each side um, sort of crunch and become segmented and lower to the ground and lifted up. And hatches open up along the side, and large barrel guns emerge. Oh. Uh, I, uh, oh, no. I still have a mind meld with... I still have oh. a mind meld with Terra That's not how it works. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Um, what are they locking on to? You don't know. Uh, Desmond, you I'm... your butt lands in the seat and you feel the warm, welcoming ocean glow of your of the lock screen <laughs> that uh, clips open, and a little message appears in the corner of your eye that says, Welcome back, Captain. And that's where we're going to stop. What? It's never done that before. Yes, well. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Everything's fine, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure here tonight if you wish to get in touch with us you can do so at the alchemist club 88 at gmail.com or the alchemists club 88 at gmail.com you can find us on just about any uh podcast hosting platform of your choice uh tell your friends leave a review we'd love to uh gather more yeah. listeners uh matthew tell them about the socials Find us on Twitter at the Alchemist underscore underscore club and on TikTok, the Alchemist Club. Our intrepid adventurers today, heroes, really, for the second time ever. <laughs> oh, third. Okay, third uh, time. That, ever. Bus that business in the Dragon Glass Desert does count. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Because no one knows doesn't mean we weren't heroes. Fair. Uh, Daniel playing Ched Fleek, the Shepherd of Panthers. Ale 
playing Captain Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Farrock the Very Fiery. Max or Matt playing Juxian Sniper Layla. <laughs> I'm Waffle playing Tarajux Heiko. And need I remind you, woe unto those who would cage the wind. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>